listening to a podcast from Light FM. Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on the Light Breakfast. And today we have some special guests with us to talk about co-parenting. They are, in fact, co-parents to three children of their own. Ibrahim Sani, Senior Current Affairs Editor and Executive Producer of Malaysia's 24-7 news organization, Astra Awani, our good friend, and his ex-wife and co-parenting partner in crime, Dr. Masura Matt Rosli, a psychiatrist at the Mind Matters Clinic. Well, let's start with um, when you when you separated, how did you navigate the idea of how you were going to continue parenting in this new and different way? I think there isn't much deep thought into it. It's automatic. We both know each other and we both have this same principle, basically, same belief, which is no matter what happens between us, we are both parents to our three children. And that would be the ultimate goal, that we would still carry on being the greatest ever parents we could ever be <laughs> to our three children. And they will verify this, I promise. And that happens, and that's our duty, regardless of what we have for each other. No, yeah, what because look, when we had the kids, it's because we wanted them, uh, all three. The story goes on even when we're not, when we're not together, right? Mm. Because the story of raising the kids collectively or individually is no longer the, the topic of the day it's always about what do we do to keep the family going on even when we're not you know intimately together that's the idea it's interesting I think because for a lot of Malaysians when you think about a couple separating with children there's always one that becomes the primary guardian or or so it sort of seems like the kids stay with mom or the kids sort of stay with dad and then there's visiting but this is something entirely different which is A familiar term, perhaps, in the West, but not so much here, the idea of co-parenting. Is this something that's on your radar because of who you are as individuals and the jobs you do? Or (laughs) Okay, when we we got married, we never wanted to divorce, nor do we want to co-parent. That was never part of the agenda. Even during separation, it was never part of the agenda because we never Mm. wanted to separate in the first place. However, we had to. And because of that, what do we do? Uh, how do we salvage from a very poor situation? And the only way forward is while we can take care of our own individual security, insecurities and many more, what is non-negotiable is that our kids go through the best possible cushion uh, right. that we can provide for them. Hence, the necessity for us to co-parent. Because in our thought, or thinking process the idea of co-parenting is the best cushion to provide for them considering that there's going to be a lot of tumultuous uh, situations going to happen in the household I'd like to add on that because uh, I think as a predisposition there are factors that led towards us being more receptive even more open to the idea of co-parenting that will probably be more because of my background in mental health mm-hmm. and with Yem um, he has a family living and originating from Scandinavia so that's a very common practice it's hmm. it's not unheard of um, in Scandinavia and then of course carrying on from there I do understand that it's not only a bizarre concept here in Asia especially uh, in Malaysia it's kind of expected that you have this divisive wall mm. now that mm. we are separated we're no longer married and um, one of us has to take a leading role but really when you look into it every divorce will affect every single child even if it's just minimally mm-hmm. to go on and say that it's not affecting it's better that we divorced and then therefore this this change is actually better for you kids mm-hmm. is 
a lie basically and we have to realize that there will be an impact on the child now what you can do is you can minimize cushion that impact and that's to us the best way to do it yeah. co parenting you know you talked about no matter what regardless of how the separation happens kids get affected you need to be honest about that so how did you go about broaching the subject with the kids about one you guys separating to how the co-parenting was going to happen okay uh let's start with uh, uh not treating them collectively they are separate individuals um hannah uh, our 16 year old was there from the beginning when it comes to uh, our marriage um uh, slowly uh, distancing and she was also there uh, when we wanted to concoct this plan together um and she was fully aware of the situation mm-hmm. ali our youngest 9 years old um is very very um sensitive towards the situation however because of her limitations uh, of age she might not necessarily be fully aware of the situation uh, but she is aware enough that something ch- a change is happening a mm. boy omar 11 years old um he he's a bit different he's he's slightly on the spectrum uh, mm. but generally speaking he's more into his own world more into his own thing so when we told him the subject it, it was a complete shock mm. to him uh, even though the other girls are uh, like you know they're like more omar aware. yeah mm. can't you see what's happening mm. and omar was uh, yeah so he took it the hardest however you know he understands what needs to be done initially it wasn't like two weeks with you two weeks with me initially it was like three days with you or something like that mm-hmm. and three days with me mm-hmm. but whatever it is the the ratio will be 50-50 mm. because we wanted the kids that much right i would take 100% honestly and and for chua that was her greatest worry when we separated yep yep that i want access to my kids i want to be with my kids mm. i want to be a parent to my kids i think the greatest worry that children generally have uh, i'm not trying to put them collectively or just uh, see them as one but in general children have two worries number one does this separation mean that mommy and daddy don't love me anymore mm. uh, and that was something that we addressed head on we told them it does not mean that we don't love you anymore or s- differently or separately or that we expect you to take sides in fact between even between us it doesn't mean that we hate each other or have animosity uh, towards each other mm-hmm. so the reassurance is very very important secondly children in general they actually value a lot more the daily activities the bonding the parent child activities that you do every day rather mm. than those special moments of birthdays and holidays and all that mm. um there was this study carried out by a pediatric um oncologist who actually interviewed uh, children at terminal cancer stages basically just asked what they remember the most or what w- they will miss the most the moments they have with their parents right. and they actually said very very poignant things and very daily basic parent child bonding things like right. i will miss making uh, meals with my parents right. i miss bedtime stories with my parents mm. um so we don't try to generalize that this is exactly what they will miss but i we take it to heart that these daily things daily moments that you spend with your children are still very important that's the most important thing because um uh, i treasure my bedtime 
uh, with my kids. Mm-hmm. I make it a point to tell them, you know, uh, bedtime stories. I make it a point because uh, Oma and Alia, they're young. Uh, they they share a same room. Um, I tell them funky stories. Last night I told them about um, Mandy Arthur, King Arthur's uh, horse. She's um, <laughs> <laughs> a therapist uh, because she can't run, and they were right. just they were very angry with me. They're like, why would a horse see a therapist? And Oma <laughs> went on saying things like. Uh, Alia, is that the 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 thing that 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 concerns you? <laughs> Dad is talking about talking horse. You know, <laughs> you bring up the fact that these mundane things are the ones that are the most relevant in many cases, right? So, how do you actually organize these mundane things between uh, the two of you? The responsibilities, like when the kids get picked up, who deals with which activities when it comes to the kids as well, like going to school, tuition. How does this get organized? We have a general schedule of like, okay, um, when the kids are with me, I would generally try to arrange work um, around having the kids as well. But I think key to making co-parenting work is flexibility, Mm. Mm. Um, is that concept of understanding and communication. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we've been making things work and I think that's how I see it progressing and working in the long run as well. Hmm. Co-parenting is not for everyone, hmm. unfortunately. Hmm. And to see if you're fit to co-parent is to ask yourself, uh, do you hate your ex-partner if you Mm. hate your ex-partner I don't think this is for you perhaps another arrangement is needed but if you in a way still care for your ex-partner however things might not necessarily go you know well in the current arrangement there's only one way uh, to do this which is to talk your ex the way you would to your best friend Mm -hmm. I don't imagine any of us hating our best friend why would we hate our best friend if our best friend is our best friend? Mm. Um, but if it's a partner that you hate, it's impossible. Uh, mm. and, and therefore, another arrangement is needed. But if you're trying to make this work, make it work. Talk. We talk at length, unfortunately. <laughs> do you think... Do you Why, think unfortunately? <laughs> <laughs> Andy points to you. Um, <laughs> let me just take you back then to... Because I know a lot of people go, I don't know where to start. Like, what's best for the child? You mentioned three days on, three days off, or three days switching. How do you know what's best for the child to start off with? Week on, week off, every other day? Like, you know, because that's a huge consideration. So how did you both do this? Because we put the interest of the children first. Uh, it's always about trying to make their lives easier. Mm. Um, their school is about 1.5 kilometers from my house. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, a dozen kilometers from her house. Initially, we wanted to do, you know, the three days and then it became a week and then it became two weeks. And then it stopped making sense. We started to th- figure out maybe when it's uh, when school is in session, they are with me. Mm-hmm. And when it's holidays, particularly long ones, end of the year, some holidays, mm-hmm. uh, then they go with Chua. Uh, because of that, and it started to, me being an accountant, I'm very particular about the days that the kids are with each other. Let's go back to the beginning though at this point. Like when it all first began with the co-parenting, what were some of the challenges that you faced when it was first starting, when you first started the co-parenting journey? Yeah, the big challenges yeah. or challenge. I, I think, uh, let's go even further than that. So we got married at 19. We stayed married for 19 years. 
um, at 38, we decided that this might not necessarily work anymore. Um, so how do we move forward from here? Co-parenting seems to be the only option left on the table, to be honest. It's because of the fact that we want this to work in order for the kids, I guess, sanity to be maintained. Uh, and because of this, it's also important for us to look at the various options that were available. And it's not that everything is rosy and everything went according to plan. There were so many permutations. There were so many changes that we had to do. And we had to be okay with these kind of changes, even though it might not necessarily be optimal. At least on my end, I had to suppress some of my frustration, anger, and uh, quite flatly just being outraged about some of the things that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. But as long as you are cognizant of the fact that you're doing these kind of changes not mm. out of a whim because you know you want the kids to be comfortable mm -hmm. then you take a step back take a breather and you allow for these changes to take place and of course the permutations the uh, iterations of these plans is sometimes quite uh, frankly live yeah mm. um, and, and in real time mm. um, but now we're, we've gotten into a rhythm uh, and we're comfortable with these kind of setup we stick to it uh, because all five of us are comfortable with this setup but to reach here it's not all pleasant nope, it's not, not every day yeah. uh. how long did it take you to reach this sort of I guess this is going smoothly the way it is right now a year mm-hmm that's actually that's fair yeah that's quite good i would say because like you know first <laughs> getting married having your first kid like you know it all takes time because it's a, a a big new normal right it is so i think you guys it have done so incredibly well we were uh, oh oh by the way both of us have to battle our own thing as well right we're course, yeah. i don't know about you but i'm grieving right mm. And I had to deal with my own. Oh my God! I want to tell this story. Okay, so okay. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, sure. Why not, are you man? sure? So when 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 we know that the road has ended, not even nearing its end, uh, I had to go off. Uh, I would say that the road led us to a fork, and then the roads after that was parallel to each other. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so in a, in a way, we're no longer the road is no longer unison, but it's mm. side by side now. And and Chua is a smarter one, clearly. Uh, obviously, and she she, yes. she she took the <laughs> she took it. the parallel road earlier than I did, without any of us knowing, I suppose. Uh, but during that time, I was solo parenting, without even knowing the implications of it. And then when when it was time for Chua to tell me what the situation is hmm. the rejection and denial of the reality is high but uh, it came to a point where I felt you know what there's no point um, being in denial this is it is what it is right it, it's like uh, it's like meeting your oncologist and, and receiving the bad news mm. it is what it is you know so how do you move forward from here? You know, in the case of the oncologist, okay, maybe chemotherapy is the thing. Mm -hmm. mm. Um, and if it's not, then what's next, right? Getting your affairs in order, maybe. So uh, accepting reality is is important to do. For me, it was, while it was important to do, it was actually quite punishing on my end. Uh, so Chua gave me the widest berth possible. She said, you know, you, you need time. Um, I'll take the kids off your hands mm. and uh, you know when you're ready you're ready come back 
and I did. So in that process, it allowed me to sort myself out as well. Mm. So Chua needed time to sort herself out. I needed time to sort myself out. But the kids' well-beings were never put in question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of this, it's always important to understand that we too are going through our own thing. And there are people that requires care. Mm. Uh, and we have a ward uh, within our care. Right. Uh, that needs to be tended at all times. So that, that passing of the beta in his life. At this point, I'm going to ask both of you separately mm. to name, in your opinion, the most important components or aspects to making co-parenting work. Number one is to be okay seeing Chua with another partner. Uh, number two, uh, I need to feel okay when the kids are not with me. And number three, I need to tell myself that life expectancy for a Malay non-smoker in Malaysia is 80. So, I'm only 40. Mm-hmm. And uh, my life has only been partially written, half written. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot more that needs to be done. That, those are my three things. How, what does the, the acknowledgement of all those things give to the co-parenting process, do you think? If you could, if those... Three things were connected. What's that input? The input is, I am here temporarily. My kids will outlive me. The legacy will continue. Make that, make it work for that. What about you? Oh, thank you for that. So yeah. The, the three most important components in making um, co-parenting work. I would say the ability to put myself in his shoes. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Because that would, just that, just that. Because... That is the umbrella to understanding what he's thinking, mm. um, how he's feeling, and then that is also key towards empathizing. So I know what he's thinking, I know what he's feeling, and I can help him through the process. Also, help him through other things that's going on afterwards. You know, because at the end of the day, no matter. What happens between us with our relationship? We are essentially bonded with each other for life, or uh, at least for the rest of our kids' life. Mm-hmm. I caught a theme here. The theme is not being selfish, um, mm. not being se- being being selfless, putting your interest aside. Doesn't have quite the ring of umbrella of things. <laughs> 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 no, but you know, it's, it's interesting because it, it is that cliche that we get told in order for co-parenting to work that you put your kids first but in everything you've told us it really is working on yourself your own triggers your own things and thinking about how you are the creator of the framework of making it work and therefore uh, the trust the the communication yeah, but, but you, want, you want to build something your partner has to get on board mm-hmm. this cannot work if Chua is not on board Likewise, mm-hmm. even if Chua wants to make it work, and I am this troublemaker that I am, it mm. can't it can't be done. We really appreciate both of you being so honest with us today. Like we really appreciate yeah. everything that you've said. It's such an eye opener, and I believe that um, there's so much to learn from the. 
two of you, it's it, it's been amazing. Thank you guys so much for, oh, for having joining us, us here. Yeah, yeah. thanks for thanks having us. For having us. Yep. Hey, it's not easy. I don't know whether this uh, the, the 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 picture that we're painting is no, a rosy. No, nothing picture. is ever not easy. at all. I don't think you're not going to assume yeah, I'm it telling is. you, it's it's this is also not a shout out that everybody should be. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not ideal. Stay yep. married, have a happy family. Yep. That's the key point. Yep. yep. But also know that if it doesn't work out, there's a way to make this it work. This is an option. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much once again. We've been speaking to Abraham Sunny and Dr. Mastura Matt Rosley mm. on the topic of co-parenting in our Growing Pains sessions today. If you missed it or would like to share this, you can find it on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S Y O K.